Welcome to the Avance Podcast. We're asleep. Just kidding. It's episode 300. I'm Dan. Oh my God. How are we still alive? Oh, I'm Nick. Uh, wow. I, I mean, if I could count to 300, I'd know how much that is. So <laughs> It's quite a lot. Most podcasts oh don't make it this far. Gosh, how did we? Well, it's our support system. That's, that's true. The only, that's the only reason we made it. Between Thanks, Chrissy. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, there's a lot. I mean, Carl. Drivers Club and Amanda and Doug and... Adam and Chrissy and Carl, Carl and Megan and everybody at Dirtfish and every single person we've ever had on the show. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord. It is a lot. That snuck up on us. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it seems like just last yesterday. Well, I mean, so we do roughly 52 a year. Yeah. So, I mean, seems like last year we were around 5,252. We're trying to do a little, we did a little more this year because we added a few extra, a couple extra. We no, we did. More. That's right. Yeah. That's why. Because... Technically, we started in se- in November of seventeen, so we are we're a few months ahead. It took, yep. a, took us six years to get ahead, but we're ahead. <laughs> Congratulations on that! Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, I look at a lot. Of, I mean, the only other one I can compare us to, as far as an automotive podcast, is ironically local, is Cars Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he's in the thousands now. I mean, he cranks out episodes. Mark just knows how to crank out episodes left and right. But, um, wow. Congratulations, Dan. Thanks. Congratulations, yes. Nick. Thank you. Joe Thank Rogan, you. we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and by that, I mean, can we be on your show? Yeah. Please. I just want the money. Yeah. Give me the contract. I don't kidding. want the contract. I just want to be on the show. I just want to be, I, I mean, I'd like to hang out with him and, to you know, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Say, say what you will. He gets some amazing guests. Absolutely. I if love, you don't I like love, him, his guests are great. I, I love Joe. I, I love how he... He doesn't do things to piss people off. He just does things to be Joe. So that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little anticlimactic. We don't we don't have a guest. We just we had just we, we just recovered from last week. If you listened to last week's episode with the monkeys, um, like I said, this it kind of snuck up on us. Like yeah, I, mean, I have never slept so well. When I got home for like two days straight, oh, I, was, I was like, I was, I was like, you slept well when we were in McCall. I did not. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't sleep yeah. poorly there, but I didn't sleep yeah. well. But since when I got home that night, yeah. I was just out, yeah. and I have been tired all week. It's been an interesting. I spent a bunch of time at doctors this week. All, all my doctor's appointments happened between, like, I'm having my shoulder looked at. I think I've got torn rotator cuff, and I've got to get MRIs and stuff like that. And then I went to other doctors. I'm just trying to, like, kind of mm-hmm. do everything, and then it kind of fell in one week. So I spent a bunch of time in Bellevue at Kaiser Permanente. Nothing's wrong. Well, I mean, there could be something wrong with my shoulder, but, like, just doing the, like, it's like, why is this happening? And, and one of the things I'm looking at is why am I so tired all lately, so. And it was, I, my doctor got on the on the phone. You'll laugh at this. Well, you may not laugh. And she goes, "Do you snore?" And I go, "I don't know. I live alone." And then I'm like, "Oh no, Dan. Dan's made me sleep other places because of that." So yeah, I think I snore in uh, a bathtub. Once. In a bathtub once. Yeah, <laughs> I deserve it. But yeah, no. So we're, we're looking we're looking into sleep apnea and things like that, which is funny because I've looked into that before and I lost weight, which can help. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to lose weight and it's not going away. So I, I don't know. We'll see. If I get all these tests, I'm going to do sleep studies and stuff like that. So we'll That's see. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Take care oh, of yourselves, kids. It right? sneaks up on you. Oh, God. I'll tell you. It just takes longer to get ready and get up and get going. And I don't do coffee in the morning, so it takes me even longer. So, But yeah, I'm like you. I slept really well when I got home for like two days, almost two days straight. No. Yeah. I didn't do that. I just like went to bed and slept all night. And oh, it was nice. I, think I went to bed real early. Real early, like I got home, yeah. put the stuff in the wash, like to the point where I fell back asleep and had. When I got up the next day, I had to rewash everything because I've been sitting <laughs> in the washing machines for too long. So, oh, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah, that's funny. But um, uh, that was fun. So we've uh, I posted up. I called a bunch of people out. Todd, listen to our episode. 
He's going to come ride my monkey. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Right? That's a great metaphor, but it's not. You know, it's to the <laughs> point where I like Todd's wife more than I like Todd, and I don't think she's going to let him do that. So we'll see. I think the limited use case, because like, even if you're pretty against motorcycles, the monkeys are hard. They're, or should I say, they're easy to make an argument for owning. I mean, my mother's, my mother's adamantly against motorcycles, so... Yeah, and all of them, all of them that I own now. She knows about all of them now. So, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you're right. I mean, it was very easy to sell, and like, it's like, ah, you can't really die on a monkey. Although I did oh, think I can't. was going to die a few times <laughs> this weekend or last weekend, but yeah. So Todd's going to come ride the monkey. Okay, yeah, Todd's going to come ride the monkey. Okay, um, I, it's one of the easiest bikes to ride on. Garv is too. He said he's like, you know, I got a lot going on this year, right? <laughs> I'm like, it's just a baby. It can't ride with you. Is that public knowledge? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I, they've announced it. We, okay. I, well, we were talking about it last time. And I was like, I don't know if we're supposed to, I don't know if I was supposed to say anything because I was going to be like, I don't know if his beautiful wife wants him on a monkey. <laughs> well, he, it's funny because he said, you know, I've never ridden a motorcycle with a clutch. What? Yeah. I mean, obviously he knows how to drive a clutch, but yeah. um, he said, I've never ridden one. I'm like, oh, well, that'd be easy for him. So were you trying to stereotype him because he grew up in India and you assumed he knows how to ride a motorcycle with a clutch, Dan? I just assumed everybody over there is a ride. They're better Absolutely. riders than we are by a mile. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Watch those videos. You're like, no way. I, yeah, I, yeah, it would freak me out going through, like, driving there. So okay, so you got everybody coming over. Yeah, everybody's yeah. going to come ride monkeys. Okay, uh, and Megan's getting mine, and then uh, we just had to call it Linnea. She's actually on board. She's just got. Uh, she's being. She's an adult homeowner as well, so she's doing some work at home that has to come first. And I understand. I just like to razz her. That's not true. She got into archery, and she's putting all her money into that, and I don't blame her. Yeah, which so, is pretty cool, because yeah. that was on my list, too. Yeah, exactly. I ran out of money to do it, because I started so doing house funny. upgrades. She started talking about that, and I went home, and like I have I have done oh. serious looking at oh, yeah. bows and stuff like that, and I was like, and I pulled up all those searches again, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I cannot afford to get into this hobby right oh, now. Oh, I have that all that so. stuff saved to a list, so it's all picked out, but I'm like, you know, two grand later in bows and uh, gear, uh, I mean. I don't want to put it in your head, but you have the perfect spot. So. I know. Yeah. I'm like, so, just yeah. right there. I yeah, got I a perfect little... <laughs> So perfect yard setup for doing yeah. archery. So everybody's coming out to ride the monkeys. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I'm hoping next year's rally will be even better. I mean, we had a really good time. I mean, minus the time I had the last part of the day, but I think I kind of kept that to myself. So uh, that was a pretty hard step. That uh, that was. Um, we I learned a good lesson there, and the fact of like I was even well hydrated in food. I mean, I just it was. We kind of pushed through more than we probably should. Yeah. Like looking back, when when we stopped after you gave yourself a horse bath on the side of the road, <laughs> when we stopped in the river there, we should have stopped for a while. We yeah, should have stopped. Like 30, 40 and, minutes. and I didn't think about it. I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, you just need to get back on the bike. You need to go. And it was like, nah, let's take a break. And I think I didn't enjoy the last part of the ride as much. Like I did, but it was like. I don't think I was taking it in as much as much as I was just had my hands on the handlebars. I'm like, just gotta get home. I'm gonna get a shower. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think 100 miles is a good max stretch on those yeah. little bikes. Well, no, I mean, like the, the, the first day when we did, road, when we, the, when we did 80 and then took a break and went back yeah, another 80. That super was easy. Pr- that second that second part of that 80 didn't seem like 80, which is funny. Yeah, it was definitely 80, but it didn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, it's because we were just poking around and stopping, looking around. It made it really easy to do all yeah. those miles. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I had a great time. So. Yeah, it was uh, our Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Uh, has something sort of to do with that. Uh, we were having thanks the conversation. To Brian. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Brian. Yeah. And no failures. So the bikes are still great. We had no problems. But one of the things we dealt with a lot was excessive heat. Mm-hmm. And a tiny 125cc air-cooled engine 
you notice heat a lot more because your power gets seriously reduced as heat builds in the engine. Well, we had heat, we had elevation, we had weight. And dust. <laughs> and yeah. dust, yeah. Yeah, so we basically torture tested these little bikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm with Brian. My, my oil isn't that bad in the monkey. I was surprised, actually. And because they have a wet clutch, you expect a lot uh, more debris in your oil after running it so hot and so hard. run hot, things are going to chunk off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's why clutches are cheap and take 30 minutes to replace. But um, one of the things that can... Excessive heat in an engine, air-cooled or not, uh, you can lead to the worst kind of failure, and that's spinning a rod bearing. And then we were like, okay, we know what happens when you spin a rod bearing, but, like, what is spinning a rod bearing? Like, we know the symptoms that cause it, but we, were, we all just kind of looked at each other like, wait a minute. We don't actually know this well enough to say we know this. Well, that's because everybody looks and goes, what happened? Oh, I spun a bearing. And, the, and you, the conversation goes on. It, you don't go, oh, well, really, what is that? How did it happen? Right. Yeah. So spinning a rod bearing is people are like, don't bearings spin? Well, no, not not actually. So there's bearings are not just um, there's ball bearings and bearing is just a, a, a name for something that doesn't spin, but um, in case of something that spins. So in a crank or a rod bearing, you have these two half crescent shaped pieces that go together and make a complete circle. And what happens is when you get way too hot or you oil starve, um, that then you spin the bearing. That bearing is not supposed to spin. It's supposed to encase the bearing that spins. Yeah, it sits there and takes the wear. I mean, yeah, it, from it, the rod. The, 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 the rod sits in, in the bottom of the block and spins on top of that. It's basically the... the yeah, yeah. Your crankshaft. I, I always thought of like bri- the bridges between where the pistons are going up and down and then, the, you know, the, where the, the crank sits there. Yeah, yeah. That's your connecting rod between yeah. your piston and your crankshaft. And so that bearing on the end of your connecting rod, the rod bearing, not the rod bearing, but the... Um, if you spin a rod bearing, yeah, it's the two half crescent pieces. This is hard to even explain. I, you, you have no idea, as an audience, you have no idea. Like Dan and I were sitting here and I'm like, well, and I kind of was like, oh, Dan's going to know because I've never done it. And and then we started looking it up and it's like, it got a little more complicated than we thought. <laughs> right. And so, wow, that bird is really friendly yeah. or lost. <laughs> okay. I think it's a baby. It's anyway, a birdie. Yeah. <laughs> this bird just sat down next to us. Anyway, uh, beauties of living in the country. Um, but anyway, when you oil starve that bearing or it gets way too hot and therefore the oil doesn't do its job, um, you'll cause surface to surface contact and metal on metal is not a very good lubricant. And no. so when you spin that bearing, it is literally spinning in within the crankshaft or the, the, on the crankshaft and spinning in the rod. And so that can lead to some really bad failures. One, you can replace your, cr- you might need to replace your crank, which if it really it's spins, it's yeah, not easy. Yeah. Or you can have it resurfaced, or you need to change the bearing size. You can regrind the crank and then use a thicker rod bearing. So these things are, these things are micro tolerances. So you're using plastic gauge to measure these, the, fit, the fitting on these, which is another Carter tip. We should talk about what plastic gauge is, which, um, yeah, we'll do that next time. But anyway, <laughs> write so, that down. Yeah, yeah plastic gauge check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you spin a rod bearing, it's almost always caused by oil loss, which is, you'll notice a loss in oil pressure or overheating oil. Not overheating just your car, but overheating your oil. So this is a real concern in an air cooled engine when you're running at high speed. Um, anyway. I'm writing down plastic gauge. No, okay, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you spin a rod bearing, this is a, one good reason to change your oil often. Um, there's like a reasonable amount passenger car we've said is three to 5,000 miles. I think on newer, really efficient cars, 5,000 miles is pretty acceptable. I try and do it between three and five, depending on how I've driven. Well, that changed when we all got synthetic oil too. Yeah. It, not, it went up a little bit. I yeah. Think. Synthetic oil. It doesn't break. Uh, synthetic oil actually doesn't break down. It just gets 
it just gets contaminated. It really doesn't. It, I mean, there's tons of tests out there. Like that's why they say oil for ten thousand miles. Like, yeah, the oil's going to last ten thousand miles if you filter it. But you're yeah, taking out your carton filter. Yeah, but your filter's not. <laughs> yeah. So even yeah. though the oil is good for that, it's kind of shady marketing in that sense. And some cars are made to run ten thousand miles. Don't get me wrong. You have massive filters in some of these cars now, so they can they can actually take a lot more abuse. But, but that's going to be the fail point in the fact that the oil is not going to be able to get through the filter because there's so much crap in the oil. Yeah. yeah. So you, well, you I mean you get then these cars where like you know you get like a I've seen, I think BMW does it, I think, where these really oversized cartridge filters. And so they can take a, they can get really dirty. Um, but anyway, if you want to avoid, I mean, this is just one thing that can go wrong with changing your oil, with, <laughs> without changing your oil when you don't do that enough. So yeah, change your oil more often. In fact, like our CRFs um, and our monkeys, it's every ride. Not like I go out and ride a day, then I go and change it. But I mean, if you go like a long ride like we did, it's it wouldn't be a bad idea to change your oil halfway through that. I mean, I think the CRF is suggested 600 miles, every, and I've been doing it every 600 miles. But Yeah, but if you do a lot of off-road, like we do a lot of round town and stuff. Yeah, like I agree. If you do a lot of off-road, it's every ride, every ride. And it's only a quart, and it's only filter, or the little tiny filter it takes. On a bike, it literally takes five to ten minutes. It's a super easy job. Yeah. And But because you have a wet clutch system, you have a, it's basically a race bike with a foam filter. You're not getting a lot of air filter like you would in a car either. These aren't fully enclosed systems, so they can get really dirty. So anytime you do a desert ride, yeah, I've been. I mean, I think I'm thinking about doing one more ride with mine, and then I've got to do oil on the CRF. One yeah, more. I got I got about one more too. Yeah, I think I've got one more good ride into it, and then we'll see. I often use my air filter as a as a gauge on my my dirt bikes, not my monkey, but my dirt bikes. Now that I learned you can clean those and put them back in. Yeah, but yeah. I look at it as, if my oil filter is really dirty, that's a good sign I need to change the oil. So. You mean your air filter? My air filter, yeah. yeah. Sorry. If my air filter is extra dirty, it's a good sign I need yeah. to change the oil. Yeah. So even if I do a really short ride, if it's really dusty, like I'm way out eastern Washington, then I, I might change it with just after a few hours. Yeah. It's such a simple thing to do. It's, it's, it's just cheap insurance. Yeah, it's not too hard. I mean, you, you know, on the CRS, you got to drop the this that plastic skid plate, and then you got to take off the – they've got a bunch of plastic stuff with the, on top of that with uh, – Sound deadening, which works. Yes, it does. Way. Yeah, uh, so. you can do a remote valve installation too, where you can just pop the like a, a Fumoto valve, so you put them in cars. But they have them for bikes too. Yeah, so you can just you know little twist and done it takes just a second. So we have one, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can get um, replaceable or um, serviceable oil filters. Even Scotts uh, SC, it's Scotts S with two T's, obviously. Um, Scotts filters, but there's a Scotts brand. There's a couple of Scotts brands. Make a steering dampener, and they make they're famous for their oil filter, which they developed using the screens out of uh, kidney dialysis machines. Interesting, because they flow really fast and they can cl- screen really well. Hmm. And so it's not exactly the same, but that's where they got the idea. Interestingly enough, and they work fantastic on dirt bikes. You just uh, um, clean them out with either kerosene or gasoline, and they're full stainless. They'll last you forever. So they work great. And if anybody's ever having kidney problems, you got a CRF. Just take your filter right. out. Just you know, there you go. <laughs> filter it for you. <laughs> Don't, it's it. You could happen. I kind of wonder if that would work now that you mention it. <laughs> just start filtering your buddy's blood on the side of the. Trail. I'm just I, yeah, <clears throat> totally. That's something you would see out of like an episode of House or some other. No, that's MacGyver. So, that's got MacGyver written all I'm over. I'm saying there's there's some lame medical show that with you know the writer spent five minutes on. And yeah, they they probably would do that. Non medical writing, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got you. <laughs> anyway. I got you. Nice. Well, I mean. <laughs> You're taking a trip. Yeah, I'm headed up into the mountains. Up in the mountains. Surprise, Just, surprise. No. Dan's like, I got out of the mountains last weekend, so I think I'll go back in the mountains this weekend. So that'll be a fun little trip. Um, 
And unfortunately, uh, this weekend, both of us are going to be gone and, and missing Avance Fest, which will be an absolute, well, I guess it'll happen by the time this comes out. So yeah. I'm sure it was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing. I'm sure it was amazing. I've seen a bunch of the cars lining up. I have to. Really cool stuff. Yeah. It's going to so, be good. As always. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. thanks things to our friends at Estec helping us put that on. That boy. I still think, I, I looked at, I, we were talking about that before on the monkeys, and I, I'm getting more wear patterns. I got it a ton on that first ride when I had the knee yeah. protectors, and it was rubbing the crap out of the side of the tank, but I'm also like. <laughs> I bet you a quick buff and some S-Tech, some paint protection, every yeah. pop again, and you get more grip out of it, too. I, I think, I th- my, the, there's a part of my tank that may need to be, uh, I'm also looking at it where, like, a new tank for a monkey's not that expensive. If, no, if I you can find them on eBay all the time for 300 bucks brand new. That's what I'm thinking. Or, like, so 100-mile takeoffs, yeah. you know. so. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I just, it's going to, that, that bike's going to get some love. Um, definitely, you know, tear it down a little bit, clean it up. Um, I would love to take, I actually, I want to keep this more dirt, but I would love to, I, we've talked about this a thousand times. I'd love to get another bike and make it more of a, yeah, I want to grow a street bike. As yeah. much as I want my other yellow monkey, I'm take. I've got the blue one here already. And I'm, I've got the Olin's on the way. Oh, you bought Olin's? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Wow. Well, the red ones are going with the red bike. Okay. And that's fine. I didn't want the YSS's have been great. Did I have you, had zero you problems. With the, with the, you got Olin's with the the, reser- uh, the canister on like oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, you are making a twin of mine. That's going to look awesome. I'm going to do a different seat or something. Yeah. I will do the seat, though, because that's one of the things I was extremely jealous of you. That helped. That really, I'm not, I'm not saying that there wasn't some chafing issues in places you know but uh right nothing that uh, some gold bond powder couldn't take care of but uh yeah it was uh we have yeah. said it uh, time and time again spend your money where you spend your time and there yeah. is almost no better upgrade for a, a vehicle if you don't have airbags in your seats and you have a car that you want to hold on to upgrade your seats mm-hmm. it is one of the best investments you will ever make and you will be so glad you did it and it's not cheap in a car don't worry i know i get it i'm not telling you that i don't understand that two to four thousand dollars for a seat upgrade is some little expense but if you have, like, especially any GM product pretty much ever, um, especially a C6 Corvette, I would say it's almost mandatory in a C6. Yeah, you don't have to. Everybody thinks, well, if I'm going to put other seats in my car, there have to be racing seats. They don't. You can no. get luxury seats. Like, I mean. Yeah, and the C7, I know C7 Corvette seats bolt into that car, but an after, like, a customized OEM seat is a better seat than a C7 seat. Just look, if you're coming from a Corvette side, and I'm going to try to say this gracefully, there's a lot of elderly customers that drive Corvettes, and right. they're going to want comfortable seats, so there are options out there. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah, that's the way you look at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying I would 100% spend that. Yeah. Yeah. We brought that up because we had a really interesting conversation with all of you guys on vacation. We're like, what is, this has been beat to death on the internet, but it was still a fun topic. What is the cheapest car you can buy today that will hit 200 miles an hour? So on that topic, and this is not the cheapest car, but while we were in McCall, they were having that speed test mm-hmm. in in Sun Valley, and apparently uh, the they welcomed the new McLaren 750 into the 200 mile an hour club, like 204. Nice. Not the cheapest, but yeah. Okay, so we brought this. I think you brought it up. Um, yeah. And it was kind of a. There had been a couple of well, a glass and a half of whiskey. So, the, like, we the talking was serious. We were trying to figure it out. I think the, the conversation continued into the car, even. Um, and I think, like, not to give away the beans right off the bat, but I think at the end of the day, it was Corvette, right? It was a C6. Yeah. So a C6 Z06 will technically not do 200 by the by the Chevrolet's specs, but as you will find with a ton of validation and verification online. All you have to do is fold in the mirrors on a Z06 
and it'll do 200. It'll do two or two, actually. Um, you that, don't need the mirrors. Don't look behind you. You just fold them in, and you can do 200. Yeah. It'll do 198 otherwise because of the drag. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> two miles an hour. I know. That's One so mile funny. an hour premiere. I mean, we were lo- well because we were looking at it as far as like something that this is not necessarily new. These would be this would be a used car, um, and I think we even said the Gen One. I mean, GTRs. Uh, the GTRs will get really close. Actually, I looked that up. It'll do about one ninety five. I thought it was oh. higher, but they won't. There's too much. It'll drag. get you there quickly. Yeah, it'll yeah. get you there pretty quickly. It's yeah. one of the cars that actually pulls pretty hard up, and, and I've had mine pretty close actually at the time, but I never hit two hundred in it. And yes, uh, we did have this conversation. We did not solve it as far as where you would do it. Obviously, you would do it in a safe environment. Um, there are some roads in Washington that have been used for world records uh, by SSC, and I think even Koenigsegg did some some runs. I'm, we're not 100% sure where the road is. but um, I got a few ideas, but yeah. I'm not sure. And I know That's there's a couple of roads in Oregon that you could do it on. There's a couple in Idaho. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few. Well, obviously, right outside Sun Valley. Would yeah. Be the, like, that would be, you yeah. know. Um, which is apparently it's a little tough to get a ticket to that as far as getting your car in it, but uh, there was yeah. apparently some good stuff. But um, the C6 was the, was the main thing. What else did What else did we say? Well, we were talking about the GTR. That's um, with and so here's the thing: stock, no, but with a simple cob tune, yes, absolutely, it'll do two hundred. Which isn't going to cost you that much. No, no, seven hundred bucks later, yeah. it'll do two hundred, and you'll have another hundred horsepower. Um, the two thousand eight and newer Viper SRT tens, they will all do two hundred. They all do right off the factory floor. CTSV of all cars actually has less drag than the Corvette, so it actually will do 200. The wagon? I don't know about the wagon. I know the CTSV will though. Yeah. The 6.2, the supercharged V8, yeah. and then the R8 V10, but that's going to be really expensive. But even a first gen R8 V10 will do 200. And then any used Bentley Continental GT or Supersport, those all do 200 as well with a W12. Those I mean, are so heavy. They're so heavy, and but anything with that W12 in it, um, the newer stuff, and those are those. In spite of the recession, or in spite of inflation, and in spite of COVID, are still pretty much worthless on the used market, which is a blessing and a curse because owning a Bentley is not. No. (laughs) Servicing a Bentley will make you broke. Buying one will not. Yeah. I think. Um, You know. Uh, The M5 is another one we talked about. That's cheap speed, too, right now. I mean, the, the E60. Those oh, can E60, be had, yeah. E sixty can be as had as low. I've seen those things go for like twenty grand, and as long as they're mechanically sound, they'll do it all day long. I think those are two contradicting statements. If I'm going to find an E sixty for twenty thousand dollars, I'm not going to try to do two hundred miles an hour until it is picked apart because I feel like that's somebody that's going to sell me a car with that high of mileage and that and M fives are not cheap. They're not cheap to 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 fix either. No, I don't know if I would trust that. But I mean, you are correct in the fact that like even if even a forty thousand dollar M5, I would be questioning a little bit. Yep. Um, the other, the Charger Hellcat will do it um, with 707 You're talking about a brick. Right. Um, <laughs> but that'll do it right charger, on the floor. Is it Charger or Challenger? Charger. That's the Charger Hellcat. Yeah, the four-door will do okay. it. Okay. Which um, makes me think the Challenger, the two-door would do it. It might, but it has more drag. Well, it's, it's funny. It's a smaller car. They're, yeah. They're just as But wide. it's got that, uh, the Hellcat has a larger spoiler on it, or more uh, a functional okay. rear spoiler. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, but it, it would come like within a mile an hour. C7, will it, will it do 200? The Z06 for sure, as long as you don't option the um, 2LZ or 3LZ aero package. So and, no rear wing and no front canards. Yep. Okay. The 2LZ might. Will the Grand Sport do it? Like Garros? No. No? It gets all the way up there, though. They'll both do 190 plus, but which yeah. is still nuts. That's Yeah. <laughs> but it takes a lot of power to move that extra few miles an hour. You're pushing a lot of air. Yep. 
on mine, it wouldn't, mine felt like it hit a wall, like 175, 180. Okay. Um, it was so much downforce on the rear. And I did lower the spoiler all the way down, which is still up. Because that but, just gives you a, a gap in the middle of those. Right. There's, it, two, other, there's two spoilers. Right? Yeah. Or so three, I should say. Yeah. But if you had a C706 without the aero package, you'll do, guys I've seen post and prove it, they have done 204, 205. No problem. And it gets there pretty quick, too. Like most cars, you get that crawl above 180 where it just feels like it's not going anywhere. And that car just pulls hard, 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 and then it just runs out of RPMs. Aesthetically, I don't think you can have a Z06 without that package. Oh, it looks so much better That's with my point. package. <laughs> my, uh, well, it's so much more functional, too. Yeah. For a car that uh, likes to get real loose real quick, you want yeah. all the downforce you can get. So we, I thought we had, I, I totally, I thought I had written some of this stuff down, but I didn't. But I think there was something else. Like, the Viper would scare the crap out of me, because Vipers, they do Viper that. would be terrifying. That would be absolutely terrifying. Um, I mean, and, and obviously, you know, we're talking about, we we said under hundred thousand. Like, there's a you, ton of supercars. You can now. take a Honda Civic, <laughs> yeah, and put hundreds of thousands of dollars in it, and it will do two hundred miles an hour. There's that buddy of freaking Brian's that's got that Acura. That oh, the ETS tuning Acura. Yeah, yeah. It's all wheel drive. I mean, that'll that'll get you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it we're, you know like we're talking about cars that we, well we actually this spread into the fact of like what car could you buy right now? And I think we said under hundred and fifty with a factory warranty that would do it. Yeah. And I don't think. What, okay, now if you is, if you can get an C eight Z six at MSRP, it'll do it. The new one? Yeah, it'll do two hundred. Yeah. It's funny because when I think about a car that I could buy off the lot, and I'm way over, way over one hundred and fifty, I think about the turbo. Oh yeah, like nine eleven turbo do it all day long. Yeah, like I think even the Carrera four GTS will do it actually, or the Carrera the Carrera GTS will even do it. What they need to do is get that Tycon Turbo to do it. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> You'd be sucking through battery pretty quick, but yeah. Um, I just keep thinking, like, I don't think any of the Mercs will do it. Like, we were talking about, that's what we were talking about, the C63 AMG. And well, the, the if you found an old CL55, okay. anything another, with that. You're w, talking about another big car. Well, the two-door. Yeah, this, no, that's still. I mean, yeah, that, oh, yeah, me, they're, like, they're yeah. big heavy tanks, but yeah. they, they just got, they're not, they're pretty fast, to say the least. Yeah. They just, most of them aren't running. Because <laughs> they're. Terrible cars. Well, and that th- there were so many systems in there that went bad. Yeah, I remember Blake used to had one of those. It was really cool. Yeah, but they just like they had so many EVAP systems and, and, and suspension systems that went wrong, and they were just and you ha- you got the you had a W twelve in there, didn't you? In the Benz, the uh, the Bentleys, the Bentleys have it. But I thought, th- what did, what did the Mercs have in them? In a W twelve. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, but the Bentleys. Mercury's. Yeah, the- but I'm talking about I'm talking about Mercedes Benz, not Bentley. They both had. They both had twelves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the R6 of Arnold goes one ninety. I'm trying to think of the new ones. Anyway, God, that'd be a whole. I mean, that car. I'd be really comfortable at two hundred miles an hour in an RS6 of I think the car I'd feel most comfortable and the most planted in would probably be the CTSV of all of them because I've driven a few. Yeah. And they're fast as hell. It's not much different than driving a Corvette as far as like how the power is laid down, and they're really stable at it speed. Is, it is a Corvette. I mean. Well, I mean, like when they when Corvette plus when, two thousand pounds. Yeah, but when Cor when what was what it's was a ZR one? What was the XLR the Corvette the, the, the XLRV and the yeah, XLR. which was basically it just is a, a rebodied Corvette. Yeah, yeah. So in the XLRV, yeah. Which uh, if you want a future collector's item, I bet you that XLRV is one to buy because those are cheap right now. Yeah, still they're still thirty to forty, so cheaper. But you get basically an exceptionally rare Z06. If a cargo plane, you can get any any car to two hundred miles an hour pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's just actually. Yeah. The, and we, I think. Oh yeah, what we came down to is the cheapest way to do it: Suzuki Hayabusa or Kawasaki ZX14, an old one. Nope. 
because they'll do it all day long. Yep. Nope. You will never see me on one of those ever again, ever, ever again, <laughs> ever. Again. I've ridden a bunch of them, and no, uh-huh. they're they're built for that and pretty much that only. They're sport touring bikes, for the record. They're not super sports. They're huge. They're ginormous, and the Hayabusa. Like I was looking at the latest Hayabusa, it's huge. Yeah, they're it, sport touring bikes. Yeah, I mean, and it has wonderful electronics and things on it. But I'm like, that is just such a it's sport touring bikes. Yeah, right. Yeah, just like the Gullwing is. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't in the sense that like it's the Hayabusa is a big, heavy bike, but they actually are very comfortable. You put some bags on them, and one yeah. of the best thing about big displacement bikes is you can be super lazy. Start in second and leave it in second the entire day. You'll be fine because <laughs> it'll do like 90 in second. <laughs> I have a true fear of bikes like that. Like, I mean, I, I think I think it's smart. And part of it's from you is having a true fear of any motorcycle, even the monkey. But after the boosts, I just won't ever. I just I'm too old for that. Yeah. Yeah. They originally only did like 190. And then people quickly prove that they will do well above 200. There are people that put turbochargers on Boosas. So, all day. All day yeah. And drive them on the street. <laughs> <laughs> like, wee. I can't, like, I just can't imagine, I mean, if, after being on that bike going, you know what this needs? More power. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for a drag bike, they can. Because those things with turbos okay, and drag extended bike, swing arms, yes, they, they will 100%. do 200 in the quarter. It's pretty cool to watch. 100%, but yeah. not on the street. I've seen boosts on the street oh, I know. I have too. that are turboed. And I'm like, nope, no thank you. I don't know. Like, I mean, the R8 would be a good one. Because, I mean, oh, yeah, you, R8 you, would be planted you, too. you know. But that, did we look at this? That was what we brought up. The Gallardo. I mean, because basically the, the, the V10 R8 is a Gallardo. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems like it would be a little more aerodynamic. Than a, than a Gen 1 Gallardo or Gen Well, two. that could be the problem, and it would be technically yeah. less. I mean, it'll, it says it'll do 201. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll do it, but I bet you it has a little more downforce than the R8. That'd be fun. That's a good way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to go. <laughs> That's a good way to go. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be interesting. It. Uh, Some of the older ones, they say they top out at 185. That's actually an interesting question that we didn't look at. Are any of these new electric cars how fa- well they're lim- obviously they're totally limited, but has anybody cracked them to take them that that, that fast? Um, like I feel so. the detunes or the the unlimited stuff they've done because they've hacked uh, Teslas into insane speeds. Yeah, but they're but then they're way over two hundred. Is my point. Well, I don't know because I mean, how fast can those motors actually spin? You don't have a rev limiter. Spin them till you spin a bearing. No. <laughs> joke because teslas don't have never. right they don't have rod bearings <laughs> yeah uh so, okay yeah designed for the ultimate track experience the model s plaid track package delivers high speed stability maximum cornering force repeatable stopping power during high performance driving while unlocking a top speed of 200 miles an hour there you go there you go model s plaid with I've, the track I've, pack i've been in one model s plaid and it scared the absolute crap out of me mostly because the guy that owned it and was driving i didn't necessarily trust down in my <laughs> But yeah, so. yeah. If you're if you haven't yet, and get into a Model S Plaid with somebody you trust and yeah. tell them to punch it because it's un, it's an acceleration experience unlike anything you've ever felt. I just all cars sweet. that's going to rip a steering wheel out of your hand. Give me a full steering wheel, <laughs> which they do now. <laughs> they do, but still, yes, still. it's kind of funny. Damn it, Elon! Even if you are from the future, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting how easily we talk about 200 miles an hour. The fact of like, yeah, what what can get us there, and what you know, what what could we go out and buy off a of Craigslist today that would get us there? Like, 
I think, you know, we, we, just so we're clear and to cover our butts, do not go out and buy a Corvette and try to do 200 miles an hour and crash and then say, well, Dan and Nick said. So like, it'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Part of it, we, 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 there are people that listen to this that will do this, Dan. we gotta, we got to be. Oh, I know. I'm looking safe, forward to seeing safe, their body on safety. the news. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're dumb enough to do that. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't do it, kids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't. Ugh, that's it's where that's the thing. You know, you can't. You got to be safe. It's got to be in a controlled environment. And I mean, they. But what's, well, what's the runway down in Texas? They always do that. That Texas one thousand or whatever it is. That they all. I don't know. I was. Right. I always thought it'd be fun. Like growing up in Washington State, if you don't know, like one of the longest runways in the world is in Moses Lake. Yeah. And I can't believe. They, and I think it's military. I think I don't know. Um, that would be kind of a fun place to go do that. Yeah. So. No production SUV can hit 200 off the floor. They already said the DBX 707, the Aston Martin, mm-hmm. the, we drove the DBX, not the 707, yeah. can get the closest, like 195-ish. So, I just feel like with an SUV, even like that cramped down, like a, a good wind and you're going off track. Because like, we were talking about the Urus. So much weight. Yeah. The Urus and the, the Urus Performante or whatever it is. That, yeah. That's pretty close, too. I'm trying to think of anything. I mean, if you could find something that was turbocharged, you could probably tune it to get you a lot of horsepower really quick because those are usually pretty conservative for the street for emissions. Okay. Um, so I bet you anything, you could you could unlock something with a tune to 200 in the SUV space. Yeah, but you're going to be talking half a million dollars, if not it more. Oh, yeah. 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 If not more. That's I don't know. Maybe a track car could be easy, to mo- easy enough to modify. I still think they probably would be. If you're looking for the cheapest way to do it, I bet you it's a track hawk because you can get, like, there's so many mods for the track hawk because of the crossover in the engine with the Charger and uh, Challenger. You could probably do an underdrive pulley, bigger, you know, just bolt-ons. You could probably do it. It's going to take a lot of horsepower, though, because of the drag. Unrelated, do you think Benji'd loan us his Jeep for an experiment? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing scarier than a Wrangler trying to do. <laughs> Wranglers over 70 are scary, yeah. little. Well, the T-tops, they, they were strapped on, and then they ripped off at 100 miles an hour, yeah. Yeah. I also wonder, so we talked about this too is um aerodynamics play probably the biggest role in this um, yeah, but you also said some of that could be solved with a, a thing of speed tape that's what i was wondering Over i wonder how many of these like would do 200 with some just some speed tape yeah because there's a lot of cars like i know even the c6 the z06 just some speed tape around the headlights and the hood and not even folding in the mirrors guys are able to do it the car's been so heavily modified and so heavily used it's one of the better cars to go to because you can find so much footage of people doing it there's yeah, not a lot stupid stuff in it. Yeah. 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 And the GTR has such a low drag coefficient. I bet you that would do it too. So probably not a, a black series though. It'd have here, to be the lower spoiler. Here's a question. And uh. you might know the difference or could I do it in a C6 convertible? Oh, probably not. Yeah. Cause the roof's going to give you, because it, you're going to get that drag coming into the cockpit. Yeah. Cause it's a soft top. Maybe with some, speed I don't t- even think with the soft top, like not with the top down. I, I don't think the car would let you. No, I bet you, because they make a C6 Z06 convertible. Yeah, but... I bet I, you could speed tape the top. It'd have to be up. But you're talking about cracking the codes. I guarantee you Chevy's got something. I mean, no, you can do it. It's perfectly... That computer's totally unlocked now. Completely. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to go in and... You'd have to go in and... Because there has to be something from the factory that says they're not going to let a C6 Z06 convertible go over a certain mile an hour because that cloth top's not going to take it. Mm. Even if you're taping it. You're talking, I don't know, about, you're talking about Chevy in the 2000s. Do you think they thought of that? I mean, they did come up with the HHR, and so they're, you know, they should get an award <laughs> That's what they mean. That. They did some pretty stupid things back then. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, 
you know, like there was a, what was it? When Bugatti was here years ago, in fact, up just up in here and the fact that they, the car would only let you go so fast when you had the, the cloth roof on, which I get because that car would go way over 200 miles an hour. But yeah, if you didn't have the actual roof panel in it, there were, there were some limitations to it. Yeah. There's nothing in here about that. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. There's a bunch of people saying like all like forum posts. I love old forum posts. And one Corvette forum is one of those old forums that's got a billion posts on it. So a couple of like, guys on there with typewriters. Yeah. Here's a dude like here's me doing 205. <laughs> like, cool. Here's a video. No problem. Yeah. He's like, what did you do? Nothing. He just had good weather going on the right road. A little wanna, bit of a tailwind. Run some good fuel and call it a day. Yeah. That's that's so amazing. That's nuts. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. literally just came instantly. Here's me doing 205. Like, okay. How fast have you gone? 193. Wow. I think I'm in the 170s or something like that. But yeah, I know. That's, wow. What were you in? I've done that a couple times. Allegedly, what were you in? GTR. GTR. That was the fastest car I ever took to that speed. On that really long track? Yeah. Yeah. A really long Long track. track. (laughs) That's what I had. I think they call it the state of Utah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that wasn't my speedometer. My speedometer read well above 200. And I knew I wasn't doing it. I had my uh, phone on a mount. With yeah. just the GPS up. I had the GP, I was using the Torque app or whatever, and I had a satellite GPS. So that's cool. Yeah. That's just like. You, you and then I saw a corner coming up, like way in the distance. I was like, nope. <laughs> Did you come out of it? Yeah, I just rolled out just of it. Just let it slow itself down. I It took a lot longer than I thought, though. Well, yeah, because you, you don't want to cook the brakes either. Yeah, and well, I had plenty of road left still. It's just I could see up in the yeah. distance there was a curve, and so I let off. You see up in the distance six miles away. There's a curve coming. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how yeah. it was. I've, ne- yeah. I, I've got a picture of the road and the car on the road before I did it. Yep. Like, just sitting right there, and it looks down this valley, and it's just forever. And, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a little unsettling. No, I know the you. Car was fine. I know you. Did you have a bunch of camping gear and things like that yep. in the car? <laughs> That's probably the fastest that tent's ever gone. Yep. Yeah. I had actually had a stand-up paddleboard in the back, a tent, a cooler, um, three a goats, uh... carry-on size bag of clothes, and I moved. I I was pretty good about making sure there was nothing in the car while I was driving. So just in general on that trip, I didn't trunk. like stuff in there, so I put yeah. everything in the trunk. Which and puts weight over the rear wheels, which is good. Yeah, for yeah. a ninety for a 90% biased rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. But it actually didn't slow it down very much. I had probably, realistically, less than 200 pounds of gear in the car. Still, I mean, that's I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, kudos to the car and yeah, the driver. No, that's fine. Yeah. And that was not tuned. That was stock. Yeah. Um, I was surprised it did it, but I, I had a downhill start, so that helped, and then I flattened out. Uh, but that helped a lot, because by the time I got to the bottom of the hill, I was probably doing 140. And then... That straight stretch was another 53 miles an hour. How long did it take you to get there? Mm, longer than I thought in that car. Like, it had a really hard time pulling above 185. It, that was the last few miles an hour. Probably took a mile. Did you run the road before? Yeah. I yeah. went all the way to the end, all yeah, the way back, and just, just drove it to see what's out there. Cause, cause, yeah, because you hit a bump at that speed, you're screwed. And then I checked my tire pressure, too. Yeah. Which everything was fine. I had new tires. I had just replaced the tires about two thousand miles ago. Nothing in them. No problems. Did those tires have any speed ratings on them? Uh, y rated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, welcome to discount. Uh, don't take this over one fifty, sir. Yeah. No, they're Michelin Michelin pilots uh, sports. Yeah, be, I mean, Michelin makes the tires for Bugatti. So. Yeah, but I mean, there's different kinds. I mean, you, no, I know, but yeah. I'm saying like, if of all brands that I would trust to take it a little faster than. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Would be that. 
Yeah. So it was running good everything, but the car was stock. Um, it did have, it had no tune. It had intakes. It had a mid pipe, which actually hurt the performance, by the way. But I was at sea level at that time, so okay. it didn't didn't hurt it there. But that was a the car could not compensate for the amount of air it was moving as I got higher in elevation. Hmm. That was a real problem. So that happened. To you. Was this the same trip on Pikes Peak mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were just burning fuel? <laughs> that sucked. But anyway, that's in a bunch of episodes. If you haven't heard that, Dan took his car at Pikes Peak and it. Ate a ga- it ate a whole tank of gas while going up. Yep. Slowest trip down Pikes Peak ever because I had no gas. <laughs> filled up at the bottom, filled up at the top. Yep. Yeah. Or filled up at the bottom, filled at the bottom again. Yep. That sucked. That That's little, how they get you. Yeah. Luckily, fuel was a lot cheaper then, but still, I, I was not making as much then. So <laughs> that definitely put me... It's like, well, there was an extra 80 bucks I didn't plan for on this trip. Yeah. But worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Worth it, yeah. It was absolutely worth it. Tell you. So I was, yeah. I was happy to get back to sea level, though. <laughs> So I got to the top, pulled the battery terminal off, <laughs> let it reset, put it back on. Then I got to the bottom, pulled the battery terminal off, put it back on. It just couldn't compensate for it. And you didn't have you didn't have a tuner to be able to work no. with it. Yeah. So. so it's almost like they told those tunes for people that run along the coastlines. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. It was it was quite the I mean, I wasn't like trying to do a speed run. I was just like so far out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, eh, why not? So I don't know if you saw this. This is on. This is on topic of Monterey. Um, oh yeah, I did. Uh, oh, I the uh, we are doing. Uh, as, as you know, Dan and I have both worked for Concorso. Uh, Dan doesn't get down there as much anymore because his lovely girlfriend has a birthday in August, and that's more important. And um, nobody loves me, so I go by myself. Uh, but <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, this year um, again with uh, Wade Kawasaki, who used to be the CEO of, of SEMA, I'm, I'm hosting Connected Cars on the Wednesday before Pebble and and the Wednesday before our Saturday our Saturday event at, at uh, Concorso Italiano, and I'm having the joy of of interviewing not only Wayne Carini, but uh, Steve Celine, Molly Celine, and Dominic Dobson, who was just on the show. So it's going to be I'm really excited to meet uh, Wade Wayne Carini because I've never met him and I've watched the show hundreds of times. And of course, we had Molly Celine on like what a month and a half ago, two yes. months ago. So can't wait to kind of see her and her dad kind of talk together after speaking with her. So it should be a lot of fun. If you guys are going to be down there, let me know. Um, There are still tickets available and the the money, the ticket, the ticket is a little steep, but you get breakfast, you get, you get to sit and watch that. And then you get to go on a drive and basically uh, all the money goes to charity. So, yeah. And you get get to listen to me talk. And if you listen to this, you obviously like that. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am a little jealous. I don't get to go to California very much anymore, but it's such a tough time to go. I, I, I've told everybody I'm taking such a short trip, like from what we used to do and the fact that we would leave like the Saturday before and come back Sunday or Monday mm-hmm. afterwards. Now it's like I'm flying down Tuesday night. I'm doing connected cars on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I'm, I'm, you know, we've got stuff for Concorso. Saturday is Concorso and I'm out the next on Sunday. So yeah, that's a quick, quick trip. trip. So no, we don't, I mean, we, and I've had multiple people message me about it. We, we'd love to do a rally again sometime, but it's just a matter of getting everybody together in the time and doing it and space and down to california is great but there's so many different better places i've found well i want to go to wyoming like northern california is fantastic even some even the hills of california i mean the best driving around is is genuinely california as far as just because it's it's drier you have more opportunity and better roads yeah but man there's so many more places that are remote like that even just around idaho where we were yeah so many great places i want to go to wyoming again i know that was yeah i do too yeah but we'll, instead of instead of doing a supercar rally to Jackson Hole, we'll do a supercar rally to Alpine, Wyoming. <laughs> take over the take over the town and the gas station. So yeah, the the two gas stations. Hey, the hey, one I'm, coffee shop. They're used to it. They're they're right next to the boat dock. They're used to filling up big boats full of stuff. They'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
It'll be good. Yeah. It's a it is a major intersection. hundred percent. Yeah. Idaho one way, Wyoming the other. Yep. Yep. Beautiful route. I still want to get into Canada more too, but those are not good places to get tickets. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go to Canada. I mean for speeding. You wanna yeah. you wanna go for pure enjoyment and, and you know, take the raptor up there, you'll have a good time. Yep. Yeah, so we're I'm headed up to um what is it, Sun Sun Peaks? Mm-hmm. Up there, above Kamloops, and then I'm going through Pemberton, have lunch in Pemberton probably, then um, Field, BC, which is where Emerald Lake Lodge is, one of the most photographed lakes in the entire world, is yep. Emerald Lake, staying at the lodge, um, and then to Lake Louise and Banff, and staying in Banff, um, and then dropping down through Calgary to Glacier, then we'll go stay around Glacier or probably um, Flathead Lake, somewhere around there. And then all in the Raptor, so yeah. it'll be great on gas. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm I'm extremely Puppy's jealous. I'm gonna love it. I haven't been up to <laughs> I haven't been up to Canada for. That's right. You take the dog. I yeah. forgot about that. I've been up to Canada for since probably 2009. I got to get up there. I was going to try to go to Whistler this year, but uh, that sounds like a heck of a road trip, and it's going to be fun. Nice little vacation for you guys, and it'll be beautiful. Theo gets to see another country, and so, you know, it'll be an yeah. international dog with yeah. all his puppy passports. <laughs> right. So yeah, he has his little. Uh, Vaccination passport. Well, there you go. Yeah. They still require it for the dogs, just not for the people. Yep. <laughs> See how it is. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Kind of change the oil on the Raptor again and get it going. It's going to be great. That'll be fun. That'll be so much fun. I'm going to have so many bugs on that truck. <laughs> I'm still pulling the ones off from Idaho. You know, Brian and I were having a conversation about that. The fact that we were we were extremely surprised that you did not wash the truck while we were in McCall. It's not a sports car. No, I know, but just with the amount of bugs and crap that were on the front of it, I was just surprised by that. That was I don't because I paint we washed the monkeys twice. So that's one of the things yeah. I I don't because I have paint protection on it. Yeah, it, it and that's really the reason why. Like I can just spray it right off and nothing sticks to it. I mean, it can it takes beating and it just I just clean it up, park it in the sun, done, good as new. Wow, I mean, I'm surprised people and that weren't just storming the house because I think we were like the one of like sixty raptors in McCall probably. <laughs> Raptors are like asses out there. There was one house that had three raptors at it, like consistently. Yeah. <laughs> one Gen 1 and two Gen 2s, so yeah. Yeah, I saw a Raptor R. I saw yeah, it, like, we just, saw it all. Yeah. Saw it all there, so that was just, we're driving into town, I'm like, so it seems like if, the, if you're the Ford dealer around here, you're doing pretty well. So yeah. Rivers and Boise's selling Raptors left and right, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kellogg, Idaho, or whatever. No, that's their That's Dave Smith. That's yeah, Jim, Jim C. Z. Yeah. yeah. Are they, is he not Dodge anymore? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're a Dodge. I don't know. Ke- he took over all of Kellogg. Kellogg is always is Dave Smith. Ever yeah, since I was all a kid. there. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that and Big Mountain. Not oh, Big yeah. Mountain, but uh, Silver Mountain. Sorry. Yeah. Silver Mountain. So. That's right. I love Silver Mountain. He's a skier when I was a kid. Great gondola. Great gondola ride. We yeah. really need, I really want to, I don't think we'll be able to do it on the monkeys, but I really mm-hmm. just want to take the trucks and do the BDR, the Idaho BDR. Just drive it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be challenging in the Raptor because of the width, but I, nothing that wouldn't, nothing the paint protection wouldn't solve. Totally, you you guys totally screwed me because we started talking about cars and next cars, and I've already been online looking at. You need a truck, man. The Ranger Raptor or the Chevy ZR1, ZR2. Yeah, ZR2 is cheaper. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's less power, it's less suspension. <laughs> I, it's happening to me with the Ranger Raptor and the fact that the more I look at it, the more I am starting to like it. It's it's sending me. In fact, like when I first, oh yeah, saw it'll Senna, look good in person too. Yeah, yeah, it's still gonna be sixty grand. Yeah. That's oh, just, if you can get one. Well, I'm I'm a ways out from that. But I still. I still go back to the tremor on those. Like if it, I don't. You know, here's the funny thing. I went online. I don't know if they're making the tremor anymore. I couldn't find the tremor package on there. 
Oh. On the new on the new body style for the 2024, I couldn't find the trimmer, and it could just be there could be a glitch. They've now there's now a tab for the Ranger Raptor, but there's not one for the trimmer. Interesting. So I saw an F-150 trimmer that they didn't really like it. Oh, I think for most people, it's package, a better yeah. truck. Um, I love my Raptor. Don't get me wrong, but it's the width is a problem, and yeah. I don't know, I'm already looking at that 37 package though, so that should be here January. So. So your truck's too wide, so you're going to get another one that's just as wide? Yep, because I, I just love it. I know. <laughs> I love I, that truck. I will say that. I was talking to my mom about that, how comfortable we all were in that truck. Very large adults. No Very problem. large adults. We had four. We had three monkeys, all of our gear, gas cans. Brian had a ton of room in the back to the point where he could smash his face into the window and fall asleep. Why did we not take a photo I of know. that? Um, we had the fridge so, plugged in. And you. And we, you know, we averaged 19 miles a gallon on that trip. 19 that miles a gallon good. for a truck Especially on 35s yeah. with a full load. Yeah, the only, light load. The only the time it was monotonous is when we were coming out of Colfax there heading east or west. Oh, oh yeah. God, that road is so just like, oh. By the way, if you're doing that, they are hunting out there. The state patrol does have somebody out there. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. We saw a guest. You know what? I was I was laughing about this. So I was driving. When I got back into town, I had to, a bunch of stuff to do, and I was driving the Subaru. And I don't drive the Subaru fast. I have sped so much in my life that when I pass a, a police officer, I'm consistently looking in the mirror to see if they're turning around. Yep. <laughs> Even though I know I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Every single time I look back, I'm like, yep. hmm. Yeah. It's like, is he going to spin? Like, you know. Yeah. Even though I'm I'm driving a very plain Subaru, blending in with everybody else. and <laughs> I don't know. I still have that worry. Yeah. Must mean I've done dumb things. Don't do dumb <laughs> things, kids. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. tough. <laughs> yeah. Apparently so. I have money saved for tickets. But right? no, I've, yeah, I haven't been pulled over in years, and yeah, I do the same thing every time. Yeah, like, was I doing something? Can't give you a ticket if you don't pull over, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> just or, a warrant. Or as a good friend of ours, just run for another state. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do such a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Those people. they got to see what you're driving if they're going to catch you. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Boy, there's a phrase that's come up over the last 300 episodes. The, you know... I look back at the amount of people we've spoken to, some of them multiple times, and it has been amazing. Starting from in my kitchen, uh, uh, down on Main Street in Bellevue, and mm-hmm. then and then moving to my kitchen, yeah, upgrade <laughs> into Bellevue, and then moving to Drivers Club, and then you know, then COVID hit, and we were everywhere on your dock. We were we've been everywhere, and then our new partnership, well, not new, a year and a half now with Avance, which has been absolutely awesome. Um, you know, and the name change, uh, but it's been an incredible 300 episodes. And um, I want to thank everybody for listening because I know, yeah. like, like we said, that's it's rare that, that something makes it this long. So, yep. And uh, those who are concerned, Megan will be back soon. She's just out of town. So, our shop talk with her. She has done a lot of work on her projects. I don't want to speak too much because it's been fun to see She's the videos. Be a YouTube star. No. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. I love watching her updates because yeah. she does actually like shows the work and the trouble that we all face when doing a project. And so, I'm excited to see those projects come along. Well, and what's fun for Dan and I is we have a chat with her and we kind of know what's happening before. Like, we'll get a text of, like, if you haven't seen the latest episode, she's working on the engine compartment because it's several different colors. And this is about a week and a half ago. Hey, I was scrubbing this and it came off to this color. And then, next thing she knows, like, she's got the whole engine apart. Like the whole engine compartment, and it's different color, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> did so. you know this was orange? <laughs> Somebody did. Somebody did. So, oh, that yeah. was just oil and grime. Yep. Grime. Who or knew? Oil and grime. It wasn't dirt. <laughs> it wasn't. Italian it wasn't car black. Blasting <laughs> oil everywhere. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's been great. I mean, you know, we really want to thank everybody, um, and it's been everybody that's taken the opportunity to be a part of this. It's, it's been amazing. Yeah. So we're not quitting, but just you know, oh, no. there you go. 
No, we have lots of to stuff the next, coming up. To the next 100 or 300 or, you know. I'll post some more pictures of the shop. People have been asking. Um, I've been kind of low motivated lately. I, kind of hit, I did so much all at once that I just have been... It's been really hot, so a lot of stuff I need to do is very labor-intensive. There's a lot of framing work that needs to be done, or like I was talking to you about for the show, I need to texture the office, and it's been freaking hot. It's hot up there, and I have AC going in it, but obviously I didn't put it in until I'm done texturing, <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's 60 today, it's 90 up there. Well, when you're gone, I'll come out here and crack the whip, and Nora and I will get up there. We'll, we'll get textured, we'll get everything organized, you come back, it'll be clean. I wouldn't be mad at all. Knock <laughs> yourself out. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> like, just go do it. <laughs> Frame the walls in for me. Well, you don't want me doing that. (laughs) We don't want to do that. that. I have the handy framing tool now. No, I get that. I just, you know, if anything, I just come in and make up, you know, a way you can get in and out. So that's all. But yeah, yeah. I want to park the audience side while we're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Over here (laughs) or over there. I don't know. I'll move stuff out of the way. I've already got most of it out of the way. Now it's just like little crap I got to put away. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put the monkey up on there and get the, get it ready for the shocks. They'll be here next week. And then, yeah, that's that's a 10 second job. Yep. Oh, not 10 seconds, but 10 minute job. That's easy yeah. to do. Lots so, of Loctite, clutch yep. upgrade, um, new handlebars on the way. Oh. Yeah. Get one with support in the middle. What? Do you get one with a support in the middle like mine? No, I did Adventure High uh, fat bars. Nice. Yeah. A little more vibration. That's thing. actually something we don't have to talk about on here, but I'm thinking I want narrower bars on my CRF. Mm. I feel I kind of feel like I'm like yeah. this. I think I think I'm at 150, if not more, and I think you can get 140s for it. Yeah, you want an enduro or a trail bar? Yeah, I got to measure what's on it now and figure out because I could just be psyching myself out and I already have 140s on there, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I wish we had a better local shop that was set up to like. So what I used to do with handlebars is I had a um, like it was it was sort of a display, but I had a, a triple clamp set up. Yeah, and you could come and put it in there and test yeah, it. Yeah, just put it in there. And I didn't clamp it down hard. It was just oh. enough to, like, hold the handlebar in place so you could feel the differences one after another. Yeah. And I could hold them up next to each other. Because you measure from bar end to bar end. To bar get end to bar end, okay, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to measure it and see. Yeah, the sweep, so think, you have the rise, yeah. I, I mean, width. I like my rise, but I just feel like I'm so far out here. Yeah. So maybe I'm just, maybe it's just my mind, so, yeah. Well, it's a big bike, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. God, I love it. I want <laughs> Man, we're talking about like endless money. Like, what was that conversation? <laughs> we always we, are. What was that conversation we had? Like, how much would it take for you to disappear? Like, to, yeah, to quit your Brian, job? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian said, "How much money would you have to win or get where you wouldn't work anymore?" And all of us kind of went, "Well, we'd still work." But yeah. Also, Brian's kind of a whore. He'd do some. I mean, like that was low number. He was like ten bucks, and he's no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Poor Brian. <laughs> right under the bus. So no. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, I would, I would love to start my own bike shop. Yeah. I just miss doing it. I miss working in the retail and getting to know the customers. And I don't miss working in retail like at the mall. I miss the the personal relationships of being in the bike shop and like helping people find the right stuff and and being a product expert. It's there's no money in it from the unless you're an owner, but I really enjoyed the work because I enjoyed the relationships. We've dropped clues before, but there might be something in the works in the future about us doing some things. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's still coming, but it's not quite the same thing. So. No, I understand. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that'll fulfill the itch. I hope so. I'm, I'm trying to rebuild that those relationships in that give back kind of way. Yeah, I missed the I missed having all the product available av- available. Excuse me for yeah. me to try and test and then recommend because it. Uh, I never gave an empty recommendation. Like I didn't go by like I wanted. I wanted to know firsthand, so I tried so much stuff, and I really enjoyed that part of it of kind of being a product tester. And Dan's feedback. backdoor bikes. <laughs> Maybe barn bikes? Dan's backdoor barn bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a bar that would fit in a few names. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll start something on the side. 
Why not? I have all that free time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glaring at him right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Nick's like, no, because then I have to be involved, and I don't have that free time. You know, Dan and I have a type of friendship where I would follow him into fire, so if it, if Dan opens a bike shop, you know I'll be there. <laughs> Dan and Nick's backdoor barn bike shop. (laughs) So there you go. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're rambling. Bar barn bike shop. No, it has to say backdoor. There's just there has to be backdoor barn bike shop. Backdoor backdoor bar barn bike shop. I used to call it the back the back country discovery route (laughs) or whatever. What is it? I always used to say it wrong. The wabiter. The wabiter. Wabiter. (laughs) That's the that's the uh, Umber Fudd version. The wabiter. The (laughs) wabiter. The wabiter. Yeah. Oh, a special so. shout out to them, by the way. We've had them on the show before, but yep. uh, to the folks at BDR, ridebdr.com, uh, back at your discovery routes. Man, you have given us so much uh, and so many of our community a great place to go. Yeah. We love those BDR routes, and I can't wait for them to do more. Um, I just, like, have made it a goal that I want to drive and ride all of them. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll t- you take the truck. I'll take the Subaru. We'll take a few other cars. Let's go do. Let's either do Washington or let's do Idaho. Yeah, I think Oregon, actually. Well, Oregon just opened back up. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so okay. that one's still kind of new. Like we've done, we've touched on Idaho. I, Idaho, I still want to do it wrong. It's one of the longest ones, and it's yeah. one of the most scenic as well. But I just, just want to go back to Yellow Pine. I do too. <laughs> what? Not Warren? <laughs> we didn't stop in Warren. I'm not sure we should have or could have. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think we could have. I think some of the people we would invite yeah. may not be able to. Yeah, I don't think they're as understanding as we think. So yeah, or not. I guess they're not understanding. So all right. Well, guys, uh, again. Thank you immensely for 300 episodes. Uh, we really could not have done it without you, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So for this episode, this 300th episode of the Avance Podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.